Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Nate, and for the first time in a long time, we've got Pastor Stephen joining us on the podcast. Pastor Stephen, a lot of people were wondering if you... uh, if you walked away from from the podcast, if you left the podcast life behind you, if I walked away from the Lord, <laughs> well, I think we were I think we we're confident in your faith, but not in your podcasting. <laughs> no, I've been on leave for a, for a month, I guess. Yeah, I had a newborn, and uh, yeah, it was it was fun. So yeah, I haven't walked away from the podcast, but it's good to be back. We're glad to hear we're recording live in Bethlehem. Yes, sir. I was swinging through the neighborhood. <laughs> so we stopped by. And uh, we've also got another guest on the podcast. Not a stranger to the podcast, but just a, just a stranger. Um, Benaya is joining us. Benaya Gagne is joining us on the podcast today. What's up, guys? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. I figure it would be good to, you know, we can get a, a, a pastor's perspective, a, are you Gen Z? Yeah, I'm Gen Z. A Gen Z. Z yeah. uh, Asher's Gen Alpha. Perspective, yeah. a young tither and giver perspective as we talk through. We can talk through the free series because I haven't talked through any of that with you guys. And we can also specifically talk about last week. All Before right. we jump into that. I want to thank the church for praying for Jeremy and Haley this week and for helping them and, and making meals and and uh, being a blessing to them through the difficult um, thing that they're walking through. And uh, Jeremy and Haley, we love you guys and been praying for you and your family as well. And so we're in the series free. I, I had a little Easter egg for the podcast listeners in my sermon last week. I started off by saying the title of my sermon is free to give and no one got it. No one no one got it at all, which makes me think that people are telling me they're listening to the podcast or it was just too it was just too, it was too high, too yeah. high humor. It just went way over people's heads, you way too dry and subtle. But yeah, it was a joke for everybody that I just, no one even, no one even batted an eye. There was like no smile, nothing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) Uh, I think, I think next time if you have like too high standard of joke, you gotta, you gotta prepare us for it. Well, I mean, we, we... (laughs) The whole podcast was about t- titles. <laughs> anyway, it was uh, it was a good time. So we went through the whole series, which was trying to write financially free was the big idea mm-hmm. and some of the roadblocks that keep us from doing that. And then today it was free to, or, or on Sunday it was free to give, which in my mind... Um, it was, uh, I think sometimes we're, we give, but we're not, it's not easy for us. And so how can it be easy for us was really kind of the idea I was thinking through. So, yeah, anything, 
you know, you guys can jump right in if there's anything that stands out that you want to focus on. But if not, I'll keep running through it. We um, talked about uh, sowing and reaping last week and this week. And last week, I only just read the verse on sow generously, reap generously. And just to teach the principle. And this week, I went to the following verse after that which was in verse number seven. You must each decide in your own heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And I think that's where the freedom comes out. When, you, when your relationship with God develops in such a way that being obedient in giving and then giving sacrificially above that when he asks you to, that you're cheerfully excited to participate in that, then you're giving freely. It is a whole new experience. Other than giving obediently, you're giving freely. Yeah, uh, I love the series, actually. I love the series. And uh, I like... Uh, uh, I like how we are not scared to talk about money. Like, I don't know about you, as you are preaching it, maybe you're, like, feeling something, like, in your heart always. But I like how, like, you're not scared to teach on money. Uh, I know, like, pastors don't touch on this because they're scared. Like, what if, like, people leave or what if right. like, church just divide? Like, one side is just, all right, we're we're ready to give one side. Like, what the heck, like... You always talk about this or whatever, but I like like we. It is important to teach on money uh, because uh, like there's a blessing that comes with that. Like you know, as you give, and I love how how you categorize like the heart the heart behind giving. Uh, it's uh, it's one thing you uh, like you give out of pressure. You know, uh, like when growing up, my mom and dad, like they always used to give us money to put it. So right. we're like, like, oh, all right, is this how it works? Is this how it works? All right, you give me money, I put it. So we're like, Friday, Friday is church back home uh, in Kuwait. So it's like, all right, give me the money. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, like. Or or is it is it really from your heart? Like, all right, God, like I want to give it to you. Like, not like, hey, mom, <laughs> dad, give me. Well, I think there's a illust- I think there's an illustration in that too because you were. F- it was easy for you to give money that wasn't your own. And what's like? What are we? You know, we touched on it the first week, but it is a big part. Understanding that everything we have is God's, so we're not giving Him our money. Mm. He's handed it to us to give to church. The same thing as your parents did. Right. But we, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, so growing up, it was like, oh, I should. I think I should, I should just wait on my parents to give me and then I can bless God or like, you know, whatever that may look like. But just being in the ministry and learning it and God showing us like, hey, there is a principle like if you sow, uh, like without even, without even having a second thought, that that's what 
mainly like me and my wife like like we don't even think for a second like we just give and see like like how God provides for us you know yeah. and uh, I like that verse that you re- read uh, it it says each of each of each one of so which means like every believer should give it's a, it's a right it's it's for everyone yeah it's not like all right just you or that or pastors or you know it's for, who yeah, are, the decision's who, not if you should give or not. The decision's how much you should give. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think, for me, it would have been pretty nice if you gave me some money to give, obviously. No, but, uh, like, I got my check, and then I would immediately tithe it, like, without even thinking about it. And thinking of kind of what Pastor Stephen was saying and what you were saying at the beginning it's like I hear like all the pastors are. They always say, um, if you don't want to give or you don't, or you're just giving to get something, then don't give. And then I think it's pretty important just to touch on that, so that people aren't like, "Dang, I have to give," or "God's not gonna love me." But it's more like, if you have a heart towards doing it, then do it. Yeah, giving a lot of money does not make God love yeah. you more. You experience Him in a different way, but that's not Him loving you more. It's just like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to receive that to know the Lord, to go to heaven or anything. But when you receive it, all of a sudden now you experience God in, the, mm-hmm. in a way you didn't otherwise. Yeah. I think you touched on it, on that. Like you said, like if you do the right thing for the wrong reason, it does not count. Uh, I think it's it's the same. Like some people, uh, I th- some people might think, all right. If I'm giving more, God, God is pleased. He might be pleased, but you know, He checks your heart. Like, what is the motive behind you giving that much of money? Is right. it to please the church or the pastor or like something else, or else like, are you buying your way to say, "All right, I'm giving, so you gotta listen to me," you know, you know, right. stuff like that, like. Yep. What is the motive? So even if you're giving... God, and sometimes, yeah, not to interrupt you, sometimes we end up throwing it back in God's face. God, how could I lose my job? How could my business go? How could I declare bankruptcy? I tithed. And mm-hmm. still, there are some bad things that happen because one, we make we make bad decisions. Two, um, God never promised that we would never have hardship, right? If persecution comes, you end up losing physical items, but you never lose eternal items. Mm. And that's so part of the part of what he's uh, teaching us, store up treasure in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about the, just like that, kind of what you just talked about in youth group. And... Obviously, there's a little jokes, and for some reason, we always talk about Fortnite. But besides that, um, it was it was kind of like to hear the perspective from teenagers who just started going to church, and some don't tithe and some do, to see, like, even if you don't have money, because you, you were talking about it, how you used towels as your window curtains. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't have money, the ability that God can bless you and use you just from a little bit like it doesn't as long as your heart is there and I think that was good for some kids because I think they have to give a 
whole lot of money for God to like use them and give them stuff. Right. But it just doesn't it doesn't take that much. And for them to have their eyes open to that was it was pretty cool. Yeah. The story of the widow with two two mites is like essentially she gave like two dimes and God points her out. Like, hey, that lady, she's given the most amount here. And I like that poor lady. She, we just saw she gave like a couple dimes. And he's like, that was everything she had. Mm-hmm. She just gave everything she had mm-hmm. at the temple. And, um, you know, that's where God's, he, he knows what our net value is. So we're not impressing him. You know, like right. I give $100,000. Yeah, but that was not even 5% of, that was not even a 5% tithe mm-hmm. of what you have. But yet you're kind of trying to posture yourself as generous but you're least you're less generous than the lady on social security right 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 yeah i like i like how you share your personal story uh fascinate uh about you eating peanut butter and jelly you know like no jelly week <laughs> <laughs> peanut butter yes peanut butter <laughs> <laughs> Jelly was too much, <laughs> but uh, I love you know how that is part of your testimony. Now you're looking back of how God has led you. Uh, if you can remember, uh, I want you to go back to that situation and uh, teach us through like how. Uh, maybe some of them are living that way right now in this uh, 2024 uh, with hardships and you know what how did you manage to be in that Christ-centered uh, maybe in your heart you, you mentioned even then you still gave and stuff like that right uh, how did you posture yourself in your heart or maybe in your mind uh, you were not single, so like even with your family, how does that process look like uh, if somebody's listening, you know, to our podcast and they're going through the same thing? Maybe they're married, um, they're fighting through living, and but how do you, how do you manage to be in that Christ centered in your heart and in your mind that all right, no matter even if you're eating peanut peanut butter. Right. And covering, you know, going through that hardships, like whatever that may look like. How do you posture yourself and see, like, say it to yourself, like, God will bring us through when you're going through that. Like, what do you remember doing in that, that the, years? I know early on we cut every everything that wasn't necessary out. So, you know, the first Christmas that Benaiah was born, I I wish Michelle was here to double check, but I'm pretty sure we didn't buy a single gift. We didn't buy him a gift because he's two months old um, or a month and a half old and he's not going to remember. And then the next year... We had two babies, and we got them. It was like one one gift each. That was probably like $10, just a toy, and that was it. That was all they got. And then the next year, it was like stuff we got at yard sales and stuff for free. So we were living very frugally. Um, 
we, like my first big, per, what did we got married in? We had a couple years where we didn't have a TV in the house. I had a computer that had one of those old 17-inch monitors that we would, um, but yeah, we didn't have TV, so no cable. We had internet, like the cheap basic internet, which was probably like $35 a month back then. Um, so we went without very much, a lot, a lot. Um, and because I wasn't, I don't, I'm not sure where it came from early on in those early years. It was just, right, it's just an, I sat under a lot of different teachers through the years and I think, um, like my friend's pastor in Tennessee, I heard him preach a message one time that I've preached like a, v- a version of it before, but beyond miracles and into blessing. And God doesn't want us to need a fin- financial miracle every day. He wants to bring us into the land of blessing. The example of that being, you know, it's a great, amazing thing that God gave manna to the Israelites every day, supernatural miracle. Every day it was a miracle, but that was not where he wanted them to be. His, I've got a promised land for you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Mm. So I knew if I honor God, it may take 40 years, but there's a land flowing with milk and honey that he has for me and my family. And so I heard that 2005, maybe, I heard, I heard that message. And so that was a big seed for me to like, wait, miracles aren't the best way to live, which we think. Mm-hmm. There's a blessing. God wants us to live in blessing. Mm-hmm. And that was a big revelation moment for me. Mm-hmm. I and like that. I like that. Can you say that again? Like Beyond miracles and into blessing. Beyond miracles and in the blessing. Wow. That is so I have heard a similar, like just a couple of weeks ago, I heard a similar type message from a pastor in California. Um, I have friends who are like pres- prosperity gospel preachers, yeah, yeah. and they're my friends. I don't think they're bad. I think there is some, I think there is something there. There is some truth there. And then I definitely grew up probably in a poverty mentality gospel and, 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 and I have friends who are that way as well. Right. So I just try to have a balanced approach to both of those and a biblical approach to both of those. Mm. And so, how, how, do you, how do you teach that uh, to Michelle? As, as, your, as your wife, uh, like, how do you teach that? Well, yeah, and I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago in the sermon, but in the early days, she'd be crying, you know, she's like, we don't have enough money, we don't have enough money, and so we would just, like, punch the numbers. I'm like, okay, well, it's tight, like, we don't have a, we, you don't have a, we don't have a spare $5, uh, but we'll make it through, we'll make it through the month, or we'll make it through till our next paycheck. And what's the, I can't only, I can't think of the scripture hitherto. Yeah, it's Ebenezer, right? Here, I lay my Ebenezer. Hitherto, the Lord has been with me. Um, is like the KJV version. But the idea is, 
I've come this far and God was with me all those times past. So I used to always tell her that, like, you know, it early, like before Benai was born, it was like every month. And then it was maybe like every few months. And then it was every year. And then it was every couple of years. But I would always go back and say, hey, remember what God did the last time. He'll do it again this time. And yeah, I mean, there's been times I've been panicked. Uh, there's been times we've had to go to a food pantry and and get help to make it through like a especially lean time. But yeah, but, but God's always brought us through. Anything to add on that? Uh, well, obviously I was there, but I was a little young. So it's... For me, it's like to see what God's done in our family, obviously. And then you don't want to be somebody that just preaches and doesn't do it. And I think that that's what you're saying right there does show that you do. You do what you say. And you let God take the lead. Um, Like take the wheel, you know. Don't do that while you're driving. My dad did that the other day. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I think that's good. What about for you, Stephen? Um, when did you stop taking your money, your parents' money, and did you start tithing your own money? Uh, I think uh, I would say when I came to the United States. I would say uh, because even then, like even though like I was working in Dubai and things like that, I would never like church was not in my life, like, you know, you know, so I would say when I came back, uh, even as missionaries, like, I would give, I would give, but not, like, regular, because I, I never had a regular paycheck coming in, uh, so whenever I get paid, or, like, somebody blesses, there was always that portion went to tithing, uh, but I think when I, when I started working, and, uh, uh, when I came back to the United States as a student in Maine, uh, even then, like we didn't we didn't get paid as a student, even though we like worked inside. It was just they would just cut the bill of right. our student. Uh, but then, as I mentioned, like people would bless us here and there. Uh, we we always knew like ten percent went, like no matter what. It, it was always like, all right, we should we should do that. Uh, even now, like, I think this church is the first church that I'm working as a full-time, yeah. like, I'm getting paid, you know, like. So uh, even now, like, we, we do the tithing, but we have people that we support back home, you know, uh, pastors uh and things like that that is beyond our tithing that we do um but we always grew up like our parents even though like in my heart like i I was waiting for that from our parents they always taught us like hey this is what we do we always give uh and i believe they gave beyond their 10 percent because they were doing their tithing they're making sure we also tithe uh, you know, so that was always in me and my family, and my wife Ringo as well, because we grew up in that. Uh, now, 
we tell our kids, hey, uh, this is what we do, uh, so that they also get in their heart uh, the importance of giving. Uh, same thing, uh, praying to God and getting healed. You know, now my oldest daughter knows, all right, if you pray, God can heal, you know, yeah. because she got healed. So things like that is just, uh, you know, uh, making that as a priority in your life. I think it, it's important. Yeah, sometimes, like, we will be in the uh, in, uh, in really low, like, oh, my gosh, how do we meet the end needs? Uh, but... You know, God has never, as you mentioned, like thinking through and prophesying that over to the future. Oh my gosh, like Rinku, like like when we were in college, we never got paid, but we had diapers and the doorsteps for right. our baby. We had we had milk. We had you know stuff just dropped off. And even till today, we don't know who did that. You know, man. God provided there, why not like God provide in the future? Right. He will. So as you just mentioned, like working back and thinking through, oh my gosh, like, yeah, like he provides. It may not be material stuff. Sometimes it's uh, supernatural, like uh, spiritual stuff. Like, you know, I had 10 days to leave the country when Ringo was pregnant with our firstborn and it was not a material stuff. We were just breaking through a breakthrough. God, you know, she cannot, she cannot fly back. I cannot leave her here. Just a messed up situation. But God, I know you can provide a way. And it was just within two days, it just God opened doors, you know. So uh, not always like people can get into that mindset. Like if we give God the money or tithing, like they wait in return for money to come. You know, and it's always not not money. It's not always like God will just dumb like slum them out of money. I think uh, it's it's different ways. God can be giving you a word from from somebody else, or like a prayer, or like a blessing, or a spiritual blessing. But it's important that we honor God. Yeah, I like what you said. Uh, uh, you know, don't give God your leftovers. Man, that was so powerful. I think, I think that is so important to know and learn. Uh, like, don't do that. That is, that is like, yeah, that is like, I, I, I can't even, I can't even think about that. Like, that is so bad, right? You know, that's so bad. And you said an example like that's like marrying to Michelle and like not living together or something like that. Um, it's the same, like. If we say like we follow God and you know He's our provider and He and you just meet all your needs and then you have like two dollars like oh I think this you know right. I think that mindset is you know it's just bizarre. That was something I got feedback on. Um, was when I cleared off the table and said you know when I talked about the principle of first fruits. So we give God the first and the best of what we have and then he blesses the rest. And so when we give God with what's left over, there's nothing on the table for him to bless. And we really, right? So why isn't God blessing your finances? Well, when are you giving him? 
you know, we're given, it's hard to give to him first before the government because it's coming out of our paychecks automatically for most of us. So you got to be like right on top of it to get it to him before the government gets it. And then we're giving it to our landlord before him. We're giving it to the electric company before him. We're giving it to the grocery store before him. And they're saying, okay, God bless. He's like, okay, well, you know, a hundredfold or, or 30 fold times your 30 bucks. Hey, great. Yeah, I'll bless that. You get 90. But you could have, I could have blessed the, the 3,000. <laughs> and that is, a, that is probably something that maybe when Michelle and I read The Blessed Life together, which was 2013, maybe, I realized we, what? The, yeah, Robert Morris, The Blessed Life. So that we were doing two things. We were tithing, but I assumed Michelle and I were doing the exact same thing, and we weren't. So there's always the question, tithe on the note, on the net, or tithe on the gross. So the gross is like the total before taxes, and I'm like, you know, talking to Michelle, like, no, we got to make sure we tithe on the gross, because that's what we actually paid. We don't tithe to God after the government gets theirs. We tithe out the full thing. So we made that change first. And then we weren't tithing right when we got our paycheck. So we were, it could be the same week, or it could be two weeks later, but it was not right then. So, hey, we read that book. Let's make these two changes right away. And if we definitely look at our life over the last decade, it's been blessing upon blessing upon blessing. I mean, we've made some fantastic real estate moves that God really blessed us with that were just his provision. Um, you know, I bought a car in 2013 that I still have, that I'm still driving every day, and I've hardly had any, I mean, just normal maintenance, but it's never broken down on me. 257,000 miles on it now. Um, and... Yeah, it's it's been a lot of good things. And and I would say I remember sitting in that living room and talking with Michelle, like, no, we've gotta make the we've gotta make these changes. Let's make sure we're on the same page and do you agree? And let's make sure that we're that we're deliberate about that. And at that time we made a big stretch financially to start giving Oh man, my time frame is a little bit off, but starting to give $50 a month to missions, which I think we had been doing like 25. So we're doing 25 above the tithe because I mean, we were, I mean, we were broke. And then a year later we started, it might've been a year later. I'm trying to figure out when we moved and sold every house to, to, so it might have been 2012 we read the book because by 2014 we were giving $1,000 a month above our tithe. To, um, and we did that for like two or three years till then God let us stop for a while. Um, and that was, um, we were probably pretty close to 50% of our income at that, at that time. So... Yeah, it was a pretty, it was like a year and a half turnaround and we didn't live anymore blessed. It's not like, 
I mean, we were as frugal as we were. I, I still wasn't rich enough to buy coffee unless someone gave me a gift card. Um, I was never going out to eat. So if I forgot to bring lunch to work, I just didn't eat lunch. I mean, we were, we had four little mouths and Michelle wasn't working and every, every article of clothing was pretty much for them a hand-me-down. Thank goodness for everybody who gave us hand-me-downs. Yeah. And you remember any of those days, Benaya? Yeah. Being little? Well, yeah, I do. And we still get a lot of hand-me-downs as well. We sure, we sure do. <laughs> yeah. But they're always nice. Yeah. And then the brothers get all my clothes. But they don't ever fit in any of my clothes because I'm a lot bigger than all of them. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember much. But I do remember, it was, I remember like COVID, like around COVID time. Some of those times I, I remember that. But I don't remember much past that. Well, um, so we talked about the heart behind giving, the worship behind giving, the respect behind giving, and then the discipline behind giving. I just want to finish off, you know, we encourage everybody to figure out what step they could take cheerfully. Where can you jump on? Where can you take a step up and be cheerful about it? So hopefully everyone in the podcast has been praying through that. You're, you can, you're giving cheerfully now. You could take a step up and be cheerful about it. I think there's, there's something exciting for you. Not maybe immediately on the other end of that, but over your lifetime on the other end of that. And then we talked about kingdom builders. Um, I just closed with a few things of that. So some of the big kingdom builders projects, restoration recovery, we have a date that they're finishing the alarm system. So that means um, uh, between now and next Monday, Michelle's going to schedule the, uh, the um, certificate of occupancy permit. So we'll be praying for that. That'll be, I can't think of what date it is, but that's going to be mid-March that that inspection is going to happen. So be praying for favor, favor, favor on that. Um, and um, then we got to finish paying up all those bills. But so rest, uh, so kingdom builders and re- through that's going to restoration recovery. It's going toward the alarm, paying for the alarm system, finish paying for this sprinkler system. Once that's final, final inspection, paying for the water heater broke. So, replacing that um, so kingdom builders goes towards that um, the the center of hope orphanage in tanzania we're going there in april and so thirty thousand dollars we're committing through kingdom builders toward building that wall we've already sent two thousand at the very beginning of the year to start the project uh, so twenty eight thousand to go on that and then um our Kids and Teens Kingdom Builders projects toward AG Foster Care Network. We've got missionaries coming, I think in March, but I, off the top of my head, I can't remember. Uh, Jen and uh, uh, Jen Kinneman, Jen and Ken Kinneman, they're coming. So they'll be sharing on a Sunday to all of our locations and their missionaries we support who are in the AG Foster Care Network. So we'll be giving toward that. We're trying to match their giving as the adults. So those are three projects upcoming right away that, um, 
begin giving toward and we keep making, making, keep doing what, what we're doing and allowing God to use us and seeing him use us around the world. Yeah, these are pretty exciting things. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Pastor Stephen, any final thoughts from you? I think, yeah, uh, I like how we also give applications for people to do it. It's not like, oh, like, oh, you talked, you taught about it, like, but now, like, yeah, here's, here's how you can. Uh, but again, uh, don't just give because we're uh, asking you to, but with a cheerful heart, knowing that, hey, even if it's $5, you're making a difference. Like, I get to make a difference in the kingdom of God. And that is the heart God is looking for. Hey, I get to, if I give to missions in Africa, man, those walls, like, those kids will be secure. Like, hey, if I give it, if I give an opportunity to give to the sober living house, think about those men who is going to live there. Their lives will be touched. They'll know about the kingdom of God and um, they'll be sober. You know, those kind of things like speak into it. So I always think that way, like, hey, when I give, it's not just, all right, you know, regular tithing, 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 but hey, I get to do this. It's an opportunity. It's a privilege. It's an honor for me to get to do this. And I think our church does a great job uh, on doing these projects and, uh, you know, giving people opportunities. So, yeah, um, give and see and feel that I, you, your giving, our giving makes a difference in this world. My um, resource recommendation for the church, if you have never done Financial Peace University, you've got to do that. Do it as a circle. We offered it last summer. I assume we'll offer it again this summer. I mean, that was a big thing that God used to allow us to stop making our own mistakes, like stop shooting ourselves in the foot to yeah. begin like changing that family tree and breaking out of that uh, poverty yeah. mindset that we had. And so definitely you got to take that if you've never taken it. It has a cost to it and you can't afford not to take it. So financial peace probably this summer. It'll be up again, but you got to do it. Like start setting aside the money now. You've got to do it. It's life changing. Perfect. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a great day. See you on Sunday. New series. Um, We start talking about soul. Have a great day, guys. Enjoy your week and see you on Sunday.